Thank you. Thank you very much. And I just want to say how much I have appreciated and enjoyed um, being a part of this prayer time. Usually I'm not able to be visible because I am in a coffee shop that my family owns. That's where I do most of my pastoral counseling. We don't own our own church building yet. We're a church plant. We're in the process of drawing up plans. Um, and you can pray for that. Uh, and if any of you have, you know, five or $6 million that you could send our way, we'd appreciate it. But uh, at least we could pray together. We would appreciate that. But I'm not able to be visible a lot. But today I might be able to set myself aside some time and place here. And I just wanted to draw our attention to Luke chapter 18, uh, the prayer of the persistent widow, the parable. I'm sure it's brought up a lot here. Um, I just want to bring it up again and to challenge you very briefly and succinctly um, and forcefully to keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on praying like this. Keep on meeting like this. I've never heard of anything like this. And it's been a huge encouragement to me. And when I'm able to get on, when my counseling load, which is usually in the mornings, uh, frees me up to be able to be a part of this, um, I do it and I look forward to it. And I want to exhort you guys to keep doing this. Um, it's a massive encouragement. Um, let me read the passage. But before I do that, I would like to make the one point that I'd like to make, that I'd like to rattle around in your heads for a long time. Um, uh, from this point on, as you think about this prayer meeting and what we're trying to accomplish by God's power, for his glory, by his grace, um, and it's this point, we should pray like the persistent widow because God is not like the unrighteous judge. We should pray like the persistent widow because God is not like the unrighteous judge. That's the point I'd like to make. Let's read the passage. Luke chapter 18, verses 1 to 8. And he, Jesus, told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. There was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary. For a while, he refused. But afterward, he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? We should pray like the persistent widow because God is not like this unrighteous judge. How did the persistent widow pray? Well, she's called the persistent widow because she prayed persistently over and over and over and over, and over, and over again, and not to be redundant, but to re-emphasize over, and over, and over. She kept coming to this judge, so much so that he would say, in all of his protection, in all of his power, in all of his privilege, in all of his uh, uh, grandeur and glory as a judge, this woman is beating me down, beating me down. It's very graphic terminology. 
over and over and over again. That's how she prayed. Now, why did she pray persistently like that? Well, because she was desperate. Somebody was taking advantage of her and she could do nothing about it. Somebody bigger and stronger than her, possibly smarter than her, possibly with more advantage than she had, was taking advantage of her and she wanted justice. And she had no other recourse. She could not defend herself. She could not protect herself. She was vulnerable. So she was not only persistent, she was as persistent as she was because she was desperate. She was a desperate woman. She had no other recourse. I read a book one time, and from it came a quote that has revolutionized my prayer life. And I want to encourage you with it. It's this simple little quote from a book, a book entitled Prayer by a Lutheran Norwegian pastor named O. Halsey. You may have read it before, but it was this line. Prayer and helplessness are inseparable. Prayer and helplessness are inseparable. And I know that to be true for my own life. When I don't feel helpless, maybe there's enough money at the end of the month, or there's food on the table, or the church is going well, or I'm feeling fine. Whatever affluence and prosperity tends to breed in us, it takes away that real sense of real helplessness that we have to do what God has called us to do, to face the foes that are before us, the world, the flesh, and the devil, indwelling sin, all these things. We truly are desperate people. And this was a desperate woman. And because she was so desperate for someone to give her justice, for someone to hear her case, for someone to take up her cause, she was persistent. That's how the widow was. That's how we should pray. We are no less desperate people than this widow was when we think about what God has called us to do and what we're up against. We are no less desperate. Now, we should pray like that persistent widow because God is not like the unrighteous judge in this passage. This unrighteous judge uh, was not just. God is just. Notice the contract, the contrast that's drawn here in chapter 18 and verse 7. And will not God Give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night. The assumption is that, yes, he will. Of course he will. We know God is just. The Bible is prolific with statements about how righteous God is, how just God is. And it's very easy and very quick for us to doubt that because things don't appear as if God is just sometimes. There seems to be so much wrong, so much evil, and so much discouragement so much against us. The world, the flesh, and the devil are such formidable foes that we can think that God isn't just. We can think that God doesn't listen, that he doesn't care. Will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Does God hear us? Yes, he does. Does it sometimes feel like maybe he doesn't? Yes. Does he hear us? Yes. He does. He does hear us pray. He does hear us. This unrighteous judge did hear that widow, but he wouldn't listen to her. He wouldn't listen to her. He wouldn't listen to her over and over again. The contrast is 
God does listen to us. He does listen to us. He does love us. He does care for us. And if a God who would not spare his own son, but would deliver him up for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us everything that we need to do everything that he's called us to do and then work everything together for our good and for his glory? Because he's just and because he does love us. He does listen to us. And verse 8. He will give justice to them speedily. He is sovereign. He is in control. We don't need to doubt this, even though it's sometimes easy to do this. And while we would never articulate a theology, anything less than the sovereignty of God, it's really easy to slide into a doubtful, mournful, despondent Christian caught in the slew of despond. It's easy to do that and doubt that God really is sovereign, but he is in control. He is sovereign. And one day we will see very clearly from the vantage point of being in heaven in eternal glory and looking back over this life that caused so many opportunities for us to scratch our heads and wonder if God is just, if he's listening to us, if he's sovereign, when we get to heaven, we will look back and spend all of eternity going, oh my goodness, God did everything perfectly. He never made a mistake. So we keep praying. We should pray like the persistent widow because God is not like this unrighteous judge. He does care about what's right. He does love us. He is in control. And the last question that this text asks is, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Are we going to be a people of faith that keep taking God at his word and keep praying persistently out of a state of desperation? Because we really believe we have this God-granted faith in him that he is who he says he is that Jesus is able. He is an omnicompetent, sufficient Savior. He is God in human flesh who died for us that we might be reconciled to God. And again, if God is not going to spare his son, and if Jesus is not going to spare his life, how will God also not with him freely give us all things? And what could possibly separate us from the love of Christ? Will he find faith on the earth? And for me, my biggest temptation sometimes is to doubt that, that not that God is right or that he loves me or that he's sovereign, but that he's wise. He really is wise. In some sense, this section here, this parable of the persistent widow is a theodicy on justifying how can there be evil in this world? And how can we believe in a God? How can we keep praying to a God when there's so much trouble and so much discomfort and so much pain and so much sorrow? Will he find faith on the earth? Do we really believe that God is wise and knows what he's doing? And in the end, when the Son of Man comes, verse 8, when he comes, are we going to be people who believe not only in his justice, and his love and his sovereignty, but his wisdom 
And that has borne itself out in the persistent, desperate praying of his people. We should pray like the persistent widow because God is not like the unrighteous judge. So keep praying, folks. Keep praying. Keep doing this every day. It's such an encouragement. Even when I can't get on because of responsibilities and others of us can't get on every day, I understand that. But it's such an encouragement to know that other people are. Even though we can't all always do it, some of us can always do it. So keep praying. Keep praying persistently out of desperation. We should pray like the persistent widow because God is not like the unrighteous judge. So let's go to prayer today. Thank you for the opportunity to address you. Um, please pray for us. I'm praying for you. I hear your requests and keep them close to my heart. And may God continually teach us to pray persistently because we're desperate and we know who can hear us. He's righteous. He's just. He's loving. He cares. He's sovereign. And he's wise. God bless you all.